Hail and welcome to A is for Agrimony, coffee-stained notes on witchcraft. I am Margot, your over-caffeinated witch with a microphone, and today is the full flower moon at 1.34 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, to be exact, on the day when this episode is released, which is a Friday. Uh, It's also the astrological timing for Beltane, because although Beltane is traditionally celebrated on the 1st of May, it is actually a cross-quarter holiday, meaning the sun reaches the midpoint between the March equinox and the June solstice at 15 degrees Taurus, which is today. So if you're still feeling all the magical energy of the fire festival and want to continue celebrating, well, you should do it just because you want to, but technically the astrological timing is also on your side. So the flower moon is a term used to describe the full moon that occurs in the month of May. This moon is also sometimes called the corn planting moon or the milk moon by various indigenous cultures. The name flower moon comes from the fact that May is typically the time of year when flowers begin to bloom in the northern hemisphere, marking the arrival of spring. The full moon in May is a time of growth and renewal, and it is associated with fertility, abundance, uh, very much in keeping with the energies of Beltane. And this particular flower moon falling on a Friday, which is ruled by Venus, is also associated with love, beauty, and pleasure in turn. Venus is the ruling planet of the zodiac signs Taurus and Libra. I'm a Taurus. And Taurus is an earth sign that is associated with stability, comfort, and sensuality, while Libra is an air sign that is associated with balance, harmony, and diplomacy. Therefore, this full flower moon in May, falling on a Friday, ruled by Venus, can be seen as a time of celebrating the beauty of nature and indulging in pleasure and comfort. It is also a time for cultivating relationships and seeking balance and harmony in all areas of life. So simple, achieving balance in all things. (laughs) That's just a joke. It's the trying that's important. Efforts become habits after all. So I read in my Llewellyn's Witches Date book that the combination of Venus's loving energy and the blossoming of flowers signals a day of ecstatic joy. The headiness of plant fragrance, the relief of the disappearing cold season, and the joy of color appearing everywhere. Yet, often in our daily lives, we defer joy. So there is self-examination for this month. What causes you to hold back on happiness? What does deferring joy get you? This month, do not decide, I'll be happy when... Look underneath what gives you satisfaction for hidden shame and guilt. Challenge those underlying feelings and work to understand why you have them and why they hold you back from delight. Answer these shadows by picking small victories, even something like getting all of your laundry done, and celebrate them. Put on some music you love and dance if so inclined. Ring a bell, light a scented candle, and take pleasure in the little victories. But... (laughs) It is also a Scorpio moon and a lunar eclipse. So aside from all this joy energy is the feeling of uncertainty you may have already been feeling for a few days preceding this eclipse, especially in the areas that are associated with intense and dramatic Scorpio. These are areas of sex, transformation, and intimate or emotional relationships and issues of loyalty. Eclipses can sometimes bring past matters to the light, So you may be craving a hash out followed by a fresh start 
which will be supported by the May moon on Venus Day. Just be sure to keep your emotions in check so you can sow progress rather than discord. So, we are again revisiting Fortune and Flora, specifically the Fool's journey through the Major Arcana, and we are arriving at the Strength card, which is the first card in the second phase of the Major Arcana, which is considered the Journey of the Soul. This phase includes cards numbered 8 through 14 and represents the collective or personal influence. They are focused on the individual's spiritual growth, evolution, exploring themes such as transformation, transcendence, and enlightenment. The cards in this phase include strength, which we will be talking about today, the hermit, the wheel of fortune, justice, the hanged man, death, and temperance. So, strength. In the classic depiction of the strength card in the traditional Rider Waite Smith deck, a lone woman stands holding the jaws of a lion open. One would think this impossible position, this dominance over an enormous, ferocious creature, could only be managed with brute force, but she clearly seems to be mastering the beast with just her calming grace. This woman of quiet strength is dressed from head to toe in white, signifying her purity of spirit, and on her head and about her waist are found garlands of flowers, representing her close connection to nature. And above her head floats the infinity symbol, the figure eight on its side, which is a symbol of eternal life and limitlessness. The lion, often seen as a symbol of courage, is utterly tamed by the undaunted woman, and sometimes is depicted being tenderly stroked by her, an indication that the raging beast can be calmed and mollified by love, compassion, and gentleness. Behind the two fascinating figures, we often see blue mountains rising out of the horizon, which serve to represent stability, might, and most importantly, quiet power. The woman and lion together make up the picture of inner strength, which is used to overcome difficulties, subdue aggression, and step forward with bravery in the face of trials and tribulations, maintaining a sense of calm and quiet strength in the midst of the most intense struggles. When the fool sees this figure for the first time, they have just left the company of the chariot who offers a lesson of steadfast determination and the drive to move forward towards their goals, no matter what obstacles might stand in their way. Now, the strength card puts further emphasis on what it takes to remain in control of the very aggression that is needed to fuel that drive. For strength isn't always about facing outside fears and struggles but the ability to conquer and control the beast that resides in each and every one of us. So strength is the eighth card of the major arcana. I just put one finger up. I don't know why. It's the eighth card of the major arcana. And in numerology, the number eight is associated with authority, self-confidence, inner strength, inner wisdom, social status, ego, and at the same time, a love for humanity and a desire for peace. Of all the numbers in numerology, the number eight is the achiever and measures life by the goals that it reaches. It has a good business sense, a powerful presence, and a strong drive for success. 
Eight is also the symbol of balance. You can see it in its symmetrical shape. For every blessing it receives, it puts one back out into the universe. When things are balanced, they feel stable, controlled, and supported, which is the most productive environment for the eight to work in. In Chinese culture, the number eight is considered the luckiest number of all and is purposefully worked into wedding dates, birth dates, addresses, and finances. Even in the world of numerology, there are people who have been known to change their name in order to add more eights to their numerology chart, hoping to emulate this number's level of accomplishment. The eight represents an ultimate form of achievement that many will spend their entire lives striving for. Some strengths of the number eight include ambition, eights live to achieve, and the feeling of satisfaction that comes from accomplishing their goals gives them everything they need to keep working towards newer, bigger goals. Giving back. Uh, In a spiritual sense, the number eight is all about giving back. The number carries the energy of knowing successes are not reached alone and intentionally recognizing and appreciating any help that it has received. Balancing achievement with gratitude, which perpetuates a cycle of successful manifestation. And finally, endurance. Even when the chips are down, the number eight in numerology has a great sense of fortitude. It knows what it's capable of, but that capability often isn't the only factor at play. With patience and determination, eight is confident that things will come around eventually. It is willing to go through struggle because it has no doubt that prosperity is on the other side. Though people with a number eight life path often find great success in life, it is not because of luck. It's because of the constant attention, intention, and effort they put into their work. While they excel professionally, though, their ego needs some practice in working well with others. So those with a life path number eight have the following personality traits. Accomplished, balanced, dedicated, prosperous, authoritative, strong, professional, materialistic, and goal-oriented. Which brings us to astrology. Within astrology, The zodiac signs Scorpio and Capricorn are connected to the number eight. Scorpio is the eighth sign of the zodiac and holds the same strength and resolve as this number. Capricorn, which is ruled by respectable Saturn, scary and respectable Saturn, is the sign of professionalism, achievement, and prestige, so its connection to the number eight in numerology lies within these associations. And moving into the astrology associated with the strength card in particular, the strength card is ruled by the zodiac sign of Leo, as well as the sun, which also rules Leo, and the element of fire. Leo is ruled by the sun and shows our ability to shine and express our true gifts and confidence. Both Leo and the sun are associated with the fire element, and like that fire element, This card is about your power and your ability to show that power without dominating others. It's about determination, courage, and patience. So, so, when the strength card appears in a reading, it often points to inner strength, courage, self-control, compassion, focus, persuasion, and influence. The image of the woman gently taming a lion demonstrates that truth strength comes from within. 
Therefore, the card may indicate that the querent is facing a challenging situation and must rely on their inner strength and fortitude to overcome it. Another interpretation of the strength card is that it represents the need for self-control and discipline. The lion in the image is often seen as a symbol of our primal, animalistic nature, and the woman represents our rational, logical side. In order to achieve our goals and overcome our obstacles, we must be able to harness and control our instincts and our impulses. So the strength card can also be seen as a symbol of courage and bravery. The woman in the image is facing a dangerous and intimidating creature, yet she remains calm and composed. This can be an inspiration to us all, encouraging us to face our fears and overcome our challenges with bravery and determination. So in a reading, the strength card may also indicate that the querent has a strong will and determination. They may be facing uh, a difficult situation, uh, but they have the strength and the perseverance to see it through. This can be a message of encouragement and support, reminding us that we have the power within ourselves to overcome any obstacle. Finally, the strength card can be seen as a reminder of the importance of compassion and kindness. The woman in the image is not trying to defeat the lion, but rather to tame it and bring it under control through her own kindness and compassion. This can be seen as a symbol of the power of love and understanding, which can help us to overcome even the most challenging situations. Ultimately, the strength card is a symbol of the power of the human spirit and a reminder that we have the strength and the resilience to overcome any obstacle that comes our way. So when I decide uh, which member of the plant kingdom I'm going to pair with a tarot card for an episode, I often opt for a plant, tree, or herb that shares the same planetary and astrological influences, uh, elemental properties, and some of the magical influences. This is why although a crown of laurels can be spotted on the charioteer's head in the chariot card, I decided to save bay laurel for the strength card episode. Because Bay Laurel, too, is ruled by the sun and Leo and the element of fire. And although, and many of you are probably already know this, it is typically used in manifestation, domination, and victory magic, it can play a role in magic for strength and inner strength as well. So Bay Laurel, or Bay Leaf, or Laurus nobilis, is an aromatic evergreen tree or a large shrub with green glabrous leaves. It is a flowering plant family of the Laurisae, and it is native to the Mediterranean region and is used as bay leaf for seasoning in cooking, lending a slightly minty, peppery, and a little bit piney flavor to the food that it's added to. Bay laurel is associated with strength due to its unique magical properties and historical uses. For example, bay laurel has long been used for its physical properties, including its ability to boost the immune system and promote overall health and well-being. This physical strength translates into magical strength as practitioners believe that using bay laurel can help to enhance their own physical and mental stamina. Historically speaking, bay laurel has been used for centuries in various cultures for its medicinal and magical properties. In ancient Greece, bay laurel wreaths were worn by victorious warriors and athletes as a symbol of strength and achievement. 
The herb was also used by the ancient Romans for protection and purification, further cementing its association with strength and power. Bay laurel is associated with the sun, which is a symbol of strength, vitality, and life force energy. The sun is often depicted as powerful life-giving force, and bay laurel is believed to carry the energy of the sun within it. And as far as magical properties go, including the ability to enhance courage, confidence, willpower, and endurance, these properties all contribute to the overall idea of strength and empowerment, making bay laurel a popular choice for those looking to enhance their own strength and resilience. So in regards to strength, whether you're looking to enhance your physical strength, your mental stamina, or your inner power, bay laurel can help you to tap into your own strength and achieve your goals. Okay, well now how about all the rest of the stuff? (laughs) Strength aside, there are many other associations and powers that bay laurel or bay leaf carries with it. These include protection. Bay laurel is believed to have strong protective properties. In ancient times, it was used to ward off evil spirits and protect against negative energies. Emperor Tiberius was said to wear a bay laurel wreath to protect him during thunderstorms. And today, it is often used in protective spells and rituals to create a shield of spiritual protection around a practitioner. It is said that bay leaves mixed with sandalwood can be burned to remove curses and evil spells. Another use is divination. Bay laurel leaves have been used for centuries in divination practices. They're often burned as incense during divination rituals to help the practitioner connect with the spiritual realm and receive guidance from the divine. Ancient priestesses of Apollo chewed on bay leaves and inhaled their fumes to induce a prophetic state. And today it is said that a bay laurel placed under the pillow can invite prophetic dreams. Another power of bay leaf is healing. Bay laurel is believed to have powerful healing properties and is often used in healing spells and rituals to perform physical, emotional, and spiritual healing. Bay laurel oil can also be used topically to treat a variety of ailments, including headaches, muscle pain, and respiratory issues. Always dilute your essentials. A bay tree or bush planted near the home is said to be able to protect the home's inhabitants from sickness. Another power of bay is purification. Bay laurel is believed to have strong purification properties and can be burned as incense or used in ritual baths to purify the aura and cleanse the body and mind of negative energies and emotions. Yet another power of the bay leaf is that of prosperity. It is often used in spells and rituals to attract abundance and financial success. Bay leaf is an absolute powerhouse at bringing success, as well as victory. Bay laurel can be placed in a sachet and carried in a purse or wallet to attract wealth and prosperity. Uh, I know that I have a bay leaf with a dollar bill wrapped around it that has a permanent place in my wallet. So love and attraction is yet another power of bay laurel. Bay laurel can be used in love spells and rituals to attract a romantic partner or to strengthen an existing relationship. There is a folk practice of a couple breaking off a twig from a bay tree or shrub and each carrying half to ensure their love will stay intact. 
Bay laurel leaves can be added to a bath or used in a sachet to enhance attractiveness and charm. And all workings associated with dominance, victory, and manifestation can be helped immensely by the addition of bay leaf. I will sometimes take a bay leaf and write a statement or a wish on it and then light it and let it burn up and carry my intentions out into the universe. I have also on occasion put bay leaves in my shoes, especially if I'm entering into a situation where I want or need to come out on top, particularly if I'm dealing with an individual who likes to dominate others or be dominant in situations. Not today, bitch. (laughs) So overall, bay laurel is a versatile and powerful herb that can be used in a variety of magical practices, whether you are looking for strength protection, healing, prosperity, or love, bay laurel can help you to manifest your desires and connect with the spiritual realm. And if you're looking to work on inner strength and power and determination, you can combine bay leaf and the strength tarot card in a ritual to really tap into those energies specifically. They work wonderfully together. So if you have any bay leaves on hand, take one, Write out a wish, like a statement in which the wish has already come true, onto the leaf, and burn it over a heat-safe container to do some manifestation magic. Okay, and that is all that I have for you today. Please be well and have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A is for Agrimony, coffee-stained notes on witchcraft. If you like what you've been hearing, please drop me a review wherever you listen. If you want some more content, please go to www.aisforagrimony.com, where you can find my blog, episode archive, spells and rituals, and soon to come, the coven shop. You can also follow me on Instagram at a underscore is underscore for underscore agrimony. That's an underscore in between every word. Or like my Facebook page, facebook.com slash a is for agrimony. Want to contact me? Shoot an email to reachmargo at a is for agrimony.com. And if you're interested in some exclusive bonus content, you can join me over on Patreon at patreon.com slash a is for agrimony, where I share early release, unedited video format episodes, weekly collective card readings, monthly spells, and much more. You're also welcome to send me some snail mail, if you're that kind of person, to P.O. Box 397, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, zip code 08003. I'd love a good surprise. or not. I don't know. Anyway, thank you for listening. Be well and have an amazing weekend. Cheers to the internet working the entire way through, please, and thank you. All right. Let's do this. Hail and boo. Nope. Don't want to just assault everyone. Let me try that again. Hail and welcome 